We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hyben, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. To you, the listener, I want you to know that I appreciate you, and I'm thrilled to have you here for another amazing episode. If there's ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, LinkedIn is the channel that I highly recommend you connect with me on. Just search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, all podcast episodes, and any upcoming events you might see me at. If you'd like to connect, just make sure to send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. I can't wait to hear from you. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes in order to successfully market to your ideal customer, you first need to understand your customer. Learn more at keystoneclick.com. Today's guest is Jamie White. Jamie is a coach's coach. She sees individuals' God-given talents, helps them connect to their true calling, and courageously step into the vision of their future self. After 20-plus years of developing employees in multiple family business leadership roles, Jamie has created an innovative, holistic approach that evokes rapid, transformative growth. When Jamie isn't hosting her podcast, The Business Is You, or leading her coaching firm, Believe Crew, she loves to kayak and hang out with her husband and six sons. My goodness. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You have a lot of testosterone in your household. <laughs> we do. I went to a, a women's conference and I just walked in and I was like, whoa, I'm not in the same place. <laughs> this is a lot more estrogen than I'm used to. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's gotta be something. Um, hey, well, let's, let's talk about Believe Crew a little bit. So what, what's your vision? What's your why? Tell us about it. Mm. So when I first started coaching, I was actually in family business in a leadership position, but it was more like a position of leadership. And yet um, I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know a lot about myself. I just, you know, again, I was in family business. And so, you know, it's, you just help wherever you can. And eventually, you know, you start to get into positions where you know more than someone else about that. And so, um, you know, maybe it's the right position, maybe it's not, but I, I wanted more. I wanted to be better at management, at leading more. How could I be a better person? And so I started um, hiring a coach as well as getting trained on how to be a coach. And yet, I mean, in the family businesses that I was in, my dad was a serial entrepreneur. And so there was constantly a new business that we were starting. And so when I looked into the coaching industry, I was like, what is this? You know, how, how do you start a coaching business? Like this just doesn't even make sense. There's no guidelines or rails. It, it felt like to me. And so I wanted, and I could see this vision of like, how could we make coaching how could we make it more possible for entrepreneurs to get coaching and to get it from a variety of coaches from one source? And how do we make it easier for coaches to have a business without needing to do all the things themselves, find all the people, you know, all the VAs, all the social media, um, posting. And so believe cruise vision, um, is really just this hub of coaches working together. And then ultimately, towards that bigger vision of empowering individuals to recognize, you know, their own gifts and talents and be able to work in those gifts and talents. Like we're all called to something different. So we want to help 
you know, <laughs> create a community that can really empower um, individuals through the power of coaching. Does that explain it in like a short yeah. couple oh, of sentences? Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you said like making, helping coaches not do all the things all the time. Mm-hmm. How, how do you help them build their business without actually being, and I, and I wouldn't say this is coaches. This is all business owners. Yeah, it's, true. it's, true. it's not just coaches. I mean, yeah. I, I started out, you know, being the hat wearer of all the hats and, you know, had yeah. quite a deep hat closet. Um, but you know, that takes time, but I want to hear how, how do you do that? So what I love to do, like there's the, um, the quadrant for different businesses, right? You have the, uh, job up in the top left corner where you can be an employee. And then you have, a um, like a small business solopreneur kind of a concept where you really own a job. And then there's moving to like a business, which is really creating systems. And then, you know, there's the option of being an investor, like different ways that you can make money. And so when I, when we're working with a coach, um, right now we encourage them to, um, join our community, offer free events within the community, invite their clients to a community instead of just like one-on-one coaching consultations or something like that. And then, you know, getting them on a podcast, getting their marketing up and going, helping with VAs behind the scenes, having software that's already ready to go. Like literally we can have their website up in, you know, two or three days. And the process is just so much faster because we've sort of simplified it down to like, what do you really need? What are the basic things that coaches need to be able to just go, I just want to coach. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to deal with all the pieces. And what you said is entrepreneurs, I believe, want that same thing. And really it comes down to spending a lot of time and money. And sometimes without even realizing it's going to take that much time and money um, to create the systems that sustain the business. I, I don't know. I every business has a different set of systems that it needs to build out. And so for coaches, we just really primarily focus on what, what does it take to create a, a successful one-on-one coaching business? Um, let's, let's talk about resources for business owners. I mean, I think that's, that's a lot of, um, helping to create efficiencies and not doing all the things all the time. Right. So, so what do you got for us? Well, I love to think about who can help, you know, who are we called to work with? And not just like, how can I do this myself? I I feel like business owners, when they're first um, starting out in business, it's like, like you said, the hat closet is really deep. And sometimes we don't even give ourselves permission to spend the money because we're like, well, I need to be making money first. And that's sort of a chicken and the egg concept. Like, how do you know, (laughs) you know, do I need this person or do I need a client first? And, um, what I found is that it really comes down to being true to our values. Like, what do you value? What is so important to you that it's worth investing in because that's what your business needs and that's what you need. And really, um, resources can be as simple as software. It could be as simple as a business bestie, a power partner, you know, someone that you have on the calendar once a month that you connect with because they're, you know, maybe a referral partner, maybe they're someone that works with your clients. Um, before or after you do like resources can come in, in the form of people, software. Um, I I just, sorry, every industry has its own, um, like associations, you know, sometimes there's connections there, but I love to think about what, what can we create? That's so amazing because we've partnered with other people on our journey. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I, I love the the power partner or I 
call it like my accountability partner sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's just someone to talk through the, the, the war story of the day. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> How, who can I call and vent with right now? Like I just, <laughs> just need. <laughs> sometimes you just got to do that, but it, there's some, there's like a release that happens with that too. And Absolutely. That, the weights off the shoulder. And when you hear yourself saying it, you're like, it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be in my head or whatever. Um, <laughs> Our yeah. head, there's a whole nother layer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but just having, having that building that network is so mm-hmm. important and having, um, I always like to say that, um, the value of our network, the deeper the network and those relationships go, like the stronger you are as a human being, because you have more and more resources available to you at your fingertips. Yeah. And what's interesting because we were in multiple businesses before but um, every industry required a new network. Like I could only use a couple of people from my past network every time we would create a sure. new business. And so yeah. I get faster at learning like who are the right people or how do I find the right people? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it was a surprise. You know, it was like, I'll give you an example. One was um, we were starting an antique mall in one of the projects uh, building we were remodeling. And I thought the obvious since I'm looking for antique mall vendors would be to put an ad in an antique mall magazine or reach out to people that were already vendors in other um, showrooms and, you know, see if they might be interested. Well, this was, um, I think 2016. So it's been a little bit now, but Mm -hmm. we did a leads ad on Facebook. First of all, after three months of crickets, we did a leads ad on Facebook and there were 55 um, leads that I needed to follow up with and for $10. And I was like, Oh, there's a faucet. You just have to look in the right area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, wow. yeah, that's fun. Uh, well, this is a great time to pause to hear a quick message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. All right, I got a fun question for you now. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? This is a huge question, Laurie. I mean... (laughs) Like, so it's fun reflecting back. (laughs) No kidding. So at 20, I was actually, um, starting or leading like the beginnings of a furniture studio, which was, uh, again, another one of my dad's ideas that I ended up being the, the person to lead it and without any support or help. And I also, um, was a new mom you know, with young baby, newly married. So it was like all the things all in, right around 20. And um, I, I spent so much time over the last 20 years learning, learning everything about business, the small business Bible, you know, every book I could check out, everything I could get my hands on for all the different, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to soak it up. I wanted to, you know, have the best businesses I could possibly create. And then we ran into all of these bumps along the way. You know, my parents had been um, entrepreneurs my entire life and my mom died of cancer and my dad ended up with, you know, these different um, things that were limiting us in business. And I couldn't figure out why we were running into these walls. And so ultimately for the last 20 years, I've really studied why is business a struggle? Like, what does it take to actually do business? And often what I found is it isn't 
the business itself, it's our mind and our mindset. And so, um, and, and back then my parents also did not hire a lot of outside professional services for help. Like going to therapy wasn't a thing, asking the attorney or the accountant wasn't really a thing. And so we did a lot of it ourselves. And what I would go back and say to my you know, younger self is it's okay to pay for help. Like it's okay. Somebody else may have walked that road already. Um, but I was really brought up to believe that they probably didn't have the answers either. And so, you know, just keep trudging through like, that's the answer. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's big ahas. I think reflecting back for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me with something that you'd like to ask me. Oh, I would love to know a little bit more about why you're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, well, we're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because that's where I live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it here, actually. I, I think the city is a hidden gem. Yeah. Um, well, we've got the RNC coming uh, this summer or next summer. So I think that's going to kind of change the hidden part. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I we're less than a mile from Lake Michigan, uh, amazing mm-hmm. food. Um, the art scene is, is fantastic. The, um, music scene, um, you know, lots of fun, creative bars and, and restaurants, um, lots of activities to do, especially in the summer, but there's definitely, um, plenty of things to do in, in the winter time. Um, I like to say that for the most part, I can get anywhere in 20 minutes or less in yeah. the city. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, um, I love That's my cool. home here. <laughs> my my mom is from that area. And so yeah. we would go down quite a bit as kids. So it does feel like a second home for me too. I definitely, so, but your business is virtual, I'm assuming. So it's not um, no. restricted oh, no. geographically. Well, uh, what we do, yeah, we offer, we have clients all over the country. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I've got some remote team members, um, nice. that are in different parts of the country, but the bulk of the team actually does work out of our, um, uh, Milwaukee office. Oh, well, that's cool. So what is your, why, what was the initial, uh, first year like <laughs> also after you, you oh, know, had that yeah, that's initial true. idea? Yeah. yeah so, so this year we're celebrating 15 years. So that's amazing. <laughs> my, that's my amazing. initial why and where it is today, completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just say that I felt I could do it better than the people I was working with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I wanted to do it my way. So, um, but at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot of, um, I'm all about education and I think that's where I've really shifted and pivoted to. And I actually worked through Simon Sinek's, um, start with why course helped me come to that conclusion. Cause I had a lot of um, it was really gray and foggy for the longest time. And once I got, I got down to this root um, core value or principle of mine around education, and that just made it so much easier and so much more clarity on like the why behind what it is that we do here. And it's helping educate businesses and business owners on how to really maximize and leverage web as a tool for growth um, of their own business. That's huge. Getting to the bottom of your why for a business owner. I mean, we could talk about this for a long time because, you know, creating the businesses is, is really just one piece of it. Like you said, I could do it better. You know, I thought I could do it better. That, that works. It could work for years. Then all of a sudden there's a moment where you're like, it's just not, I just don't get it anymore. Like something's off. 
you know, and like, I need to dig deeper and understand myself deeper. And I love that you found that why. Thank you. So your why has changed and shifted, but what was that first year like in business? <laughs> I was so young and, um, ignorant <laughs> and, uh-huh. um, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, and, and that was, I think the part that was really challenging. And I, I was definitely, um, trying to do all the things all by myself for everyone. Um, and then that's where I realized, uh, I needed help and I needed um, coaching. I needed mentorship. I needed my business besties, you know, and, and accountability, um, and I did a lot of that self-education, you know, as you were talking about and, um, figured out, uh, what I need to be doing, what I need to be delegating. Yes. And, and that's, that's made a huge difference in my business over the years. Someone recently said, um, I think I've heard this multiple times over the last year that when we, when they got clear on their no, and when they got clear on like, what are my boundaries, then it's like their business just really benefited. Yeah. I'm still kind of finessing that, but I'm getting, I feel like every year I get closer and closer and more narrow and zoned in on on some of those things. Yeah. I have uh, one other question. I don't know how long I get here. How many more questions do I get to ask? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I normally let one, but we'll we'll let you have one there. Thank you. (laughs) Go for Um, it. (laughs) So I have this idea that I'm developing that visionaries and businesses, um, really the, the business itself would benefit from visionary taking a lot more time off. And, um, do you think that your employees would agree with me on this? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I know I agree with that. statement. <laughs> <laughs> just like time for me to recharge and everything. Yeah. Um, and to just think, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned, you know, right before I got on this podcast, I'm like, I literally just came from one meeting walked into my office, turned on the zoom to record this podcast. Like there was zero thought time in between these transitions here. Right. Um, don't know. That's an interesting question. I'm going to ask them that. I would love to know because I was, you know, basically an implementer. If we yep. kind of work off that model of like sure. a visionary implementer yep. and every time that the visionary wasn't around, we could breathe, we could get more done because as a visionary, there's so often so many new ideas, so many new things that we want to implement or do and, um, try. And the team is just like, if, if you would just let me work on what I already have, (laughs) we could possibly get more done. But I, I, that's my, my, um, theory or what is it called when you're working on something, uh, working on the idea that I think companies would benefit. Yes. Yeah. I think companies would benefit from visionaries taking more time off. I I agree hundred percent. I think time to process and like diagnose all of, all of those things. Yeah. Um, and I find I do most of that like at night or really early in the morning, yeah. which is not giving me any time off. It's because that's the only time that I have available to do that. I do have buckets of time on my calendar called focus time where no one is allowed to interrupt me. And I, they don't know what I'm doing during that time. And I kind of pick things either. Sometimes I'm just being processing mm-hmm. stuff, challenges, issues, um, sometimes I'm going for a walk and listening to a podcast, you know, just trying to like be time to, to process. And uh, ever since I started doing that, it's been, it's been great. It's given me time to just, you know, process an idea or think through a situation or whatever it is. Yeah. It's so important to have that dedicated thinking time. 
that's really helpful even for other business owners to know that this is what's happening. Like sometimes we think that business owners are just like, go, 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 go. But what if they're actually spending less time than, you know, others think. And so sharing, so I am uh, also a podcast host, so I definitely love to ask questions. So I I appreciate that you <laughs> well, gave me extra me space. Your, you can get me on your show and you can right. ask me as many questions as you want. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, as we're getting near the end here, Jamie, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Believecrew.com. We'll include that in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. All right. Well, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Jamie White for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's connect on LinkedIn. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you shortly. All right. That's all we've got for today. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.